When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. A camel turner. So, Barney, you've been, uh, you're still doing your running. You went for a big run the other day, didn't you? You went from wherever you live uh, all the way up into North London. Collendale. Collendale. Up Totteridge where all the nice <clears throat> houses are. Yeah, and, and you had a, a realisation at some point. That's a fucking long way, man. I, I'm quite positive and quite determined. Anyone that knows me knows that I like to get things done. And um, I, at the end of it, I was feeling quite down and depressed. That's a fucking long way. <laughs> when you was running, you came to the realisation that 26.2 miles is fucking schlep. Yeah, when I was out in Elstree, just all I could see was another hill and forest and like fucking cows and stuff. And I was just like, I want to go home. But there was, I couldn't get home. I, I could have called an Uber, but I was just like, no, no. Mm. So I, I how far was that? How, how, how many miles in was you at that point? Um, I reckon I was about fifteen to sixteen miles in. And you did about twenty in total. Yeah, twenty-one. Have you, have you studied the London Marathon route? Apparently, it's flat. It's next to the river. That's all I heard. That it's flat. Um, you know, you mentioned about you being quite a determined person. We know that from playing football with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he uh, shouts a lot. Yeah, he gets quite. He's one of the ones that get quite aggressive. 
Why does it spoil the fun? Some might say. I don't know. Everyone. I turn, said it spoils the fun. People turn up to play football because they want to win. Not it's people that turn up just want to kick around and have some fun that get on my nerves. I like to play football, and the purpose of playing football is to win. You know, for some people, it's just a, a, a little runabout. It is a runabout. For <laughs> they can fuck off. They can get to the gym <laughs> and not play a competitive sport. For fuck's sake! It's not a competitive sport if you're not winning anything at the end of it. You win respect. I like to win. Like what, to win have you ever found? Have you ever been annoyed in the sack where you feel like the other uh, the other person in the sack hasn't, isn't pulling their weight? <laughs> no, come on. Sex is one of those things that, especially as men, that we're always pretty happy at the end. Regardless of what happens, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm quite. I, I, it's quite important to me that the other person's making an effort, not just lying there like a plank of wood. Not that that's happened to me. <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, I don't know. I find the sex. The other person has to enjoy it. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, otherwise, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm a bit like that in football too. I like, I like everyone to enjoy themselves and on a football winning. pitch. And, you and I don't think. I, I don't see a point. I think you should you should join a league if you want to win. Because right. you're, not, you're not receiving any. So I tried to pull us away from the football chat into the sex chat, and, you, and you've pulled us back there. So let, let's let's crack on with the uh, podcast. It's season six, episode forty of the Fighting Cop podcast. We are sponsored by Bet on Brazil for another couple of weeks. Uh, if you fancy a bet with these lot, you can pay sixty quid. They'll match your offer if you put in TFC sixty when you sign up. Uh, they also have an app, happy hour open which is between five and six, and they offer the best, <coughs> best odds on the internet. Burnley away. When I first saw this fixture, after the kind of Liverpool game where we kind of our running was kind of kind until Arsenal at home, you'd say, Burnley was one of the ones you kind of dismiss with it, but very difficult place to go, um, and we have to go there. So they've lost, what, one game? or Are they unbeaten at home? Arsenal beat them with a handball. I think Chelsea beat them too. No, Chelsea drew Chelsea well. Chelsea drew, yeah. yeah. I quite like I quite like the Burnley game because it, I don't know it makes me think of the sixties team. I, Burnley's one of those classic football teams, you know, that um, were good back in the day. Then they just disappeared off the map. And I quite like the fact that they're back in the Premier League. Mm. And it's um, I find it a more interesting place to go than somewhere like Sunderland and all these other kind of shitty clubs. Uh, they've won the league more times than us, Sunderland. That depresses me. Fuck. Should say have they really? How many times they won it? Oh, well, Huddersfield have won it more than us. But they won it all in one, all in three years, and that's it. Well, they've done, yeah, three wins and the bounces. Yeah. Has anyone ever replicated Man United? Did it, didn't it? Yeah, 99, 2000, 2001. Yeah. Um, all right, it's not fucking brainbusters. <laughs> Do you know why I knew that? Because Arsenal won the double, and then it didn't. Arsenal have never ever defended a league title yeah. ever. <laughs> Nor have we, though. Yeah, but they've won it 13 times. They should have defended it among all those wins. So we've got the moral high grounds on now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a really difficult place to go. I'm here with T. Sorry, T and Barty. I haven't, I didn't, you probably guessed Hello. It. Hello. How are you doing, lads? It's not bad. Yeah, sore, still sore. Yeah, so you, you have to keep going for massages, didn't you? Yeah, well, I've, got, um, I've got a pre-marathon massage booked in and a post one. But I was fucking heartbroken. Alison, my masseuse, rang me up to tell me Gerard would be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the word you think wanted a little bit. Yeah, of course she did. Oh, uh, yeah, what? You're in the sexual tension so high that she, she buoyed it off? I think she's probably had to, like, fully book herself, yeah. Like I'm going to say something really you know, like, um, I'm myself. Odysseus, when he gets on the boat and he goes past the sirens, he has to tie himself to the mast so he doesn't go to the women. So she's had to lock herself in the room. Who's, what was that? Odysseus yeah I was I was, no, I was too high bro it was some geek shit no it's not it's that fucking Homer the Iliad okay. anyway sorry that's really deep bro <laughs> yeah that, did you read it at school because that's the only time anyone reads Homer uh, I read it at school and I kept, read it again kept, for fun kept abreast of it yeah nice abreast <laughs> Homer, Homer <laughs> in the Iliad fuck me yeah um, yeah so what was you going to say T 
Oh, I thought it's something about Alison, but we've moved on from that now. Um, no, no, I, I don't actually want to know what your thoughts on Alison now. Was it probably that I'm rubbing one out? Brilliant. <laughs> but about Burnley, um, <laughs> I don't think we've ever won. I don't think we've won at Turf Moor since the Premier League became a thing. Do you remember uh, Ben Almwick's performance at Turf Moor? Yep, he had an absolute plane crash of a game. <laughs> cock, cock, cock. Um, cup game, wasn't it? Yeah, semi final. Yeah, semi final. I think um, our regular goalie was going. Must have been injured for some reason or suspended. Mm. Oh, that game was weird. We we lost, but the one the second leg got. Four one minute at White Lane. I don't no, think was it Gomez. I think Robinson was still in goal then, wasn't it? No, 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 no. no, no. Because um, was this two thousand and nine? Pavlichenko scored two late yes. goals. Yeah, because if it was if it finished after ninety minutes, yeah. they did this weird rule. If it was even after full time, they'd play on extra time. Right, some weird rule, and it got us through. Um, yeah, very difficult team to break down up there. Uh, yeah. Good defensive record. Obviously, they've got Keane, who's been in the England scene. Had two good, decent performances for England. Yeah, I saw um, an old tweet from Ferdinand saying um, Stones, Dyer, and Keane are the future of the English defence. He said this in 2015. And wow. the first reply was a gooner saying, Callum Chambers is better than Eric Dyer. <laughs> and, I, and I had to favourite it. I thought, you know what, passive aggression here. Yeah. I'm going to favour that because he's fucking dreadful. <laughs> well, he plays for, does he get in the Middlesbrough side now, does he? Um, Chambers? Yeah. I think so. Um, yeah, they spent a lot of money on him and he hasn't quite worked out. Not at all, no. But, um, but no, it's, it's a tough place to go. And I'm not going to say all, all the cliches. Hopefully our players come back from international duty unscathed and we can put our good enough side to, to get the win. We'll just not get beat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Keen, Keen and, and me as well. Both of those have, have been brilliant in defence for for Burnley. This, and I, I think it's, it's they're, they're they're massively competent at defending and soaking up pressure. They've done that brilliantly against Liverpool, and um, Chelsea couldn't break them down easily. They really struggled, and it's going to be a difficult game. Any Spurs fan going into this thinking that we're going to walk it is in for a shock. I think they gave us a tough game at home as well. They're um, you know they're a direct strong team. And um, obviously, Ashley Barnes is a dirty little fuck as well. He was the one that um, we were linked with him in his early days. I think he played for Derby, didn't he? I mean, that's Giles Barnes. I think, of course, he was. <laughs> played for Jamaica. <laughs> Giles Barnes. Right. <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're, they're tough. They're dirty, and um, I think this will be a game for someone like Sissoko, someone just to kind of like bundle his way through it and just get across in, like he kind of did in the home in the home match. Yeah. Um, obviously, our Arsenal, Man City. And uh, also a late win by handball, I think. Yeah, Kashani. Kashani, mm-hmm. yeah, Man City. Um, don't know why I'm talking about Man City. Um, uh, the fucking, what am I talking about? Uh, Liverpool went there, uh, had, had something like 81% p- yep. possession, yep. lost 2 0. So, I mean, those teams are kind of dangerous for any kind of ball playing, possession based team to, to go out and try and win against. So, yeah, it's going to be a frustrating 90 minutes thing, unless we score early. Unless we can kind of get yeah. up there, you know, play out, play the way we want to play, and, and not get hit on the break, I think that's kind of what we're looking at in there for, for the Burnley game. Go in hard, start strong, score early goal, take the onus away from them, and make them have to come out and chase it. I think their possession stats at home are like even lower than Leicester's was last last season. Yeah, they just don't care about having the ball, so we've got to make sure we use it properly when we got it. Uh, Arsenal, Man City are playing the same day, which means they can't both win. Yeah. Um, I think in the circumstances a logical person might say well if Arsenal beat Man City that's better for Tottenham but I don't want that fuck no I never want that no so, a draw no no I'm getting think, stomped I yeah. don't want a draw yeah to yeah. get them stomped it's fine I mean if they, they lose that if we manage to get Burnley that's 12 12 points 
Yeah, I think at this stage in the season, twelve points is too much, even for Arsenal and Spurs. Yeah, it's too much. At this stage, T, it's a big fucking. Win. We haven't even got that yet. In, got the, nine. in the second half, we're going to talk a bit more in depth. Okay, all right. Oh, no, we're not. You've got rid of it. Oh, have I? But yeah, St. Tottenham in the day, they're saying that this. Oh, might we be the discussed year it, it last week. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the yeah, it's. I think if we win and Man City beat Arsenal, then we don't have to worry about Arsenal. For the first time in 26 years. Ever again. I can't. Ever again? Ever again. What are you saying? They're done. Over. I don't think they're over. done. What, you mean the, the Arsenal Football Club are not as uh, uh, as we understand them to be a, a no more? Yeah, I, I've got a funny feeling that this this could be their... This, this is the edge of the cliff. For them. <laughs> <laughs> what, are they on the ropes, Barney? No, I'm not fucking ropes. <laughs> that blog I wrote... Even though it was like four years ago, it was, you know, it was just a little bit early. <laughs> Sorry, which is what, Con? I wrote that um, when we beat Arsenal at home, I think it was the year Lennon and Bale scored that. That was it. Arsenal were done. They were finished. Is this and they were never coming back? The fighting cock. Yeah, it's still there. It's still on the road. Case of mind all the time. Yeah, Case always brings <laughs> it up. <laughs> Whenever I make an Arsenal prediction, he goes, "Are they on the ropes, buddy?" Oh yeah, and also, I mean, there's loads. Pickford was shit. Um, <laughs> Pickford is shit. He's not. He's not shit. He's not. Well, he's not good. He's better than Donnarumma. No, I don't think so. He's all. He's all right. He's he's a decent. But you know, no, no. Your problem, buddy, is that you're so, you're so definitive. <laughs> the thing is, Pickford's playing for a team where he gets a lot of shots at him. I don't care about Pickford. I'm saying you've got track, a track record for doing this shit. I get it right you, a lot. No, you don't. You don't. <laughs> no get one it wrong all the time. I remember. What, Give I, us one example where you've put your nuts on the line and got it right. When I said that I would, I don't want Newcastle to be relegated because we'll go up there, they'll have nothing to play for, and they'll beat us. But that didn't happen. They, they smashed us five one. That does not get us something right, though, is I it? You've not predicted it. something. <laughs> predicted it. <laughs> Fuck's <laughs> sake! Uh, but you know you got to, you, Arsenal are done though. <laughs> I don't, I don't think they are. No, they're I, not. They're, they're got, I've got this fair. No club with that amount of money is ever going to be done. No, I agree. But um, as a title-winning thing, I, I, I think they've got serious problems. I can't see it in them putting like a ten-game winning streak together. Is Allegri like, likely to go over there? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Did you see him? Is he a good manager? He's he's a lot better than I thought he is. I thought he would struggle at Juve, but he's taken him on to the next level. He's um, learned English. He's keen. He wants to come. I think he wants to come to the Premier League. Mm. And after the success of like Ranieri, Conte, then I can't see him not coming. He doesn't out. bring Dibala with him, does he? No, no way. I think the issue that Arsenal have is that they wanted Klopp and they wanted Guardiola, and they both went to other teams. So I don't think they want to miss the boat with um, with Allegri. So we'll see. So we? I think if, if Allegri's available, they'll they'll probably want to take him. Fuck them anyway. Fuck them in their asses. Predictions for the Burnley game. One one. Oh, two 0 Spurs. I'm going to go two 0 Spurs too. I hope you both make. Uh, so obviously there's no football <sighs> to talk about. So we thought we we're going to punctuate the 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 rest of. The, uh, the, uh, this episode of The Fighting Cock with different talking points uh, things that appeared on our blog uh, funny questions that are coming from the audience there's our news and articles section uh, and other bits and pieces questions from the audience so we're going to kind of pace our way through this and uh, we'll cover a lot of subjects and, and see how we get on anyway so a couple of blogs that went up um, is a last a final visit to White Art Lane uh, from Taxi for Micon explain that to you because I don't oh, know what to talk about <laughs> what is it? um his dad, who was a regular in the 60s, I think he saw us win the league. Yeah. Um, he came back from Millwall for one last game at White Hart Lane. And then the way he described, um, I mean, he, I think they walked down Tottenham High Road and he said, you know, I went to that pub there. 
I was born in that room there, so it's quite a trip down memory lane. And um, I think he feels the way a lot of people feel that this is the end. You know, this is the end. Sorry, so his dad was going. He went to White Hart Lane from um, back in the sixties, and, and he went and he to hadn't Millwall. Been going for a long time, yeah, and he went to Millwall as a, as, his, as his last game. Right, so because he's had enough of of football, it was it's well, not for him anymore. I don't anymore. know if he's just not as old. I think he's just you know a bit older now, and just and why did he choose Millwall? got no idea possibly he could get a ticket for that match <coughs> slightly easier to so get. it's not that he was kind of old school and he kind of wanted to fight fight people no, no not no. fight people but <laughs> a, a, a kind of it was a throwback to what the football he understood and remembered and fell in love with possibly I'll be honest I've not read it in a week <laughs> I've um, I've seen a lot of people talking <laughs> about the Millwall game and it is the readiness of tickets is it a lot easier to get tickets well not for Millwall though it's difficult no you just had to this get this isn't making any sense section at all <laughs> Well, I was going to explain it. You interrupted with a question. Sorry, I didn't know the answer go on, to. go on, see. So, so yes. So, yeah. so essentially, there's a lot of people who in the next month or so will be going to their last game at White Hart Lane, whether right. it's the last game against Menu or, or actually, it's a final cup game. Fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah. It's a final cup game at White Hart Lane. Right. That's why he picked it. He's right. got memories of the cup. He probably went to the cup game when we played them in 1967 and we won the FA Cup in 67, yeah. 50 years ago. That's why he went. Sorry, I remember that. That makes sense. That makes it's, sense. It's, it's all come back. And um, you know, he talked about. Um, I think I think he was born near the, near the nearest the ground. Mm. And I don't think his grandson knew that. I don't think his, his kid knew that. So yeah, he's explaining yeah. all the things. You know, all the all the pubs, all the cafes around the area. And um, something we're getting asked every week is, um, you know, would you rather beat Arsenal in the final, North London derby, or would you rather beat them in the cup final? And um, what do you want to do for Man United? How should we commemorate the game? And mm. a lot of people are wrestling with how. Tottenham should see the ground off. A lot of people are wrestling with how the team should see the, should see the stadium off. You know, will, will Spurs be Spurs and lose against Manu and Arsenal? Will Spurs smash them both gloriously? Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of memories in the ground. I mean, the ground is old and rickety, but I think a lot of the feeling we're getting is that... I mean, there's a few people who, who won't go back. When, when a new ground is built, they won't go back. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. No, it's fascinating. I, I um... I've got really, really mixed feelings about it all now. I, I kind of, I'm gonna miss that ground so badly. I think every single Spurs fan will definitely, definitely, and and <clears throat> I'm genuinely concerned about the year in Wembley, and I'm concerned about how long it's going to take to build up what we currently have a way out lane. But it will happen. It will naturally happen. Um, I just think maybe the, the core of that support might not carry through to, to YR Lane and then need, there'll need to be new traditions and new um, memories built and, and woven into the fabric of the stadium. And I think one of the ways to do that is to price it realistically, give everyone the best opportunity to, to, to get into that ground and make it feel like they belong. it belongs to them and not just a, a weight around the <coughs> club's neck and a, and a debt that they have to pay off and the fans paying their way in, in, in subsidising the cost of the stadium in exchange for atmosphere, I guess. I don't know. I have a lot of faith in the new stadium because I think there's been so... They've learnt... They should have learnt so many lessons from the Emirates, from Wembley, from West Ham, that I have a lot of faith that it will be priced right. They know they can get 80,000 people to turn up for a Europa League game against Ghent by pricing it correctly. So I have faith that they'll price it and I have faith that they'll put the people in the right stands according to where they should be because they don't want to create this fucking giant like white elephant that nobody enjoys nobody wants to go to watch football and they don't want to become a laughing stock I know it's a bit ageist but if that cop is full of people in their 40s and 50s then it'll, it'll flop I think 
the club needs to focus on the younger fans, people in their early 20s. I mean, look, I'm going to be 40 soon enough myself. Yeah. And I'm going to be looking around to people who you know, look of a similar age. I'm going to see young, vibrant fans who want to get behind their club. And this is a bit of a party thing to say, but we've won fuck all in the last 20 years, so what are we leaving behind? We're not leaving... We, we, we haven't got an unprecedented run of success at White Hart Lane at the minute. When, mm. I don't mean, sorry to mention them again, but when Arsenal left Highbury, they had an invincible season, they'd won the double, they'd won all sorts in the, in the run-up to them leaving there. So I mean, it's it, not like... It's not going to last five, ten years with one load. In a way, it would be almost difficult to... If it was, if we had, yeah, exactly, it'd be harder to to do, wouldn't it? Because you kind of got this 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 stadium where you're you're unbelievable in it, and people, uh, you know, we're difficult to beat, and, and no one likes coming there. Like it has been this season, but like you said, there's been no actual real success. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just I don't think it's that the club aren't taking this stuff into consideration about the new about who sits what where and, and why the club the club are kind of <clears> want to ensure it's as loud as possible when we go in there. It's just I think, and, and it's not about the stuff you didn't win it's just home yeah it's... no exactly that I mean us playing at White Hart Lane gives us a head start when it's a big game anyway because you know the ground is a bit of a bear pit yeah and no matter what they say it's difficult to recreate that when it's 60,000 because it's, it can be close to the pitch but I can't think of any grounds that have a capacity of higher than 40, 50,000 that do have a bear pit kind of atmosphere to it it's almost cavernous you know yeah, yeah. and um and in this day and age, the team have to inspire the fans. And if we're buying, I don't know, one million pound players or two million pound players because we can't afford them, mm. then it might be difficult to get the balance of of good football and winning to having to inspire the fans to sing. Okay, there was an article from Vasconi also on the fightingcock.co.uk. Uh, and it was build it, but will they come? Yeah, Vass was talking about his because he's been on the pod before, and he's seen some of these kind of famous nights. So for somebody like him, who was there in the early eighties and saw some amazing things, it's a bit difficult for him. But his blog was talking about how things have changed and how people have been priced out, how they can no longer attend matches, and he wants the club to be a bit sensible when it comes to pricing because people like him, his children, who have now grown up and got their own responsibilities, will, will they be able to go or not? And then it's also talking about the kind of divide between um, fans who go every week and those who are unable to go every week and how those who don't often go are kind of labelled with the term plastic. Right, so he's saying he's worried about it not being priced correctly. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> just because you can't go doesn't mean you don't want to go, kind of thing. Right, so you make two sort of separate yep. points in the thing. Um, how do you feel about that, T, actually? Because uh, about, about, well, about people who can't go who want to well, go. Well, no, just the kind of views of the views from some sections of the fan, that if you, fan base that if you can't go to every game or you don't go away, that you're kind of le- a lesser fan. Well,. I don't know, it's difficult because for many years I didn't go because I had no one to really go with, so I went yeah. on my own steam. But but to answer the question, I think, um, let's face it, without the fans in the ground, how are the players going to be inspired? Someone has to be there and the people who are going to be there and people who have been going for years, to a degree, to a degree maybe maybe they are bigger fans. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, to, I know it's not a, not a popular opinion, but... Well, yeah, if I, people are going going there up and down the country and singing songs, you've got to give them a bit of credit. I, I mean, think, we, funny enough, we played Burnley met a few years ago in the FA Cup. It wasn't on TV, no streams, nothing. It was nil. I think it was one all. Chadley scored. Yeah, yeah. And um, 
the people who went to that game, I mean, I know a couple of people who went to that game, and these people are fucking hardcore. They go up and down. They spend a lot of their money, and I think, um, okay, there's people who can't go, who probably feel that they're kind of cast aside, but you've got to give credit to the people who do go. Yeah. Some people make a lot of sacrifices to go up and down the country. I, I don't doubt that anybody who goes home and away is a manifestation of the truest kind of football fan. 100%. I think what, I guess the question was that is that is someone who can't go as much or as often should they be cast as less less a fan and I mean there's, there's a million reasons why it's, it's a nuanced debate yeah it's, I mean, it's, more, it's, it's more to it than what I've just said the smallest fraction of Tottenham fans go to the game because Tottenham we've got so many millions of supporters yes. that you know it's only there's only the privileged few percent who are live locally or close enough to be able to go I don't know a, I privilege, also, a privilege is the wrong word well, well, not, well you get to go to watch the club it, you know, well, I mean, there, there are people who you know at us on Twitter I mean, they love the shirt account yeah. and even posting the phone said look I would fucking give up my right arm to go to Tottenham week, week in week out and they're based in I don't know whether it be America or Australia so from a lot of people's point of view it is a privileged position yeah, yeah. yeah. That, especially when you consider the, the consider the fact that some people had their season tickets for so long, and then other people, newer people, who've got to an age where now they can afford a season ticket, you would go like home and away if you wanted. You, if you really wanted, you can't you, this year. You can't go every single home game. I, if you want a ticket try. for any away game, barring Arsenal, you I get what you mean. I get you. you mean. If, I, if you really wanted, if it. I really would want to go to every game, I could. You could, but yeah. I don't want to. No, fair enough. But the uh, I, I get what you're saying. Look, the season ticket thing is it takes all of the hassle out of it and it's there and you use your ticket and you just turn up and whatnot. If you wanted to put that effort in and go to every game, you probably could find a way of squeezing the ticket for pretty much every game, bar the Arsenal Man United game this year, which is going to be fucking... But you still have to pay over the odds for a quite In that instance, games. but I don't know. It's just who you know, isn't it, really? Not even... Anyway, but, I, 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 mean, I, I just I mean, to, 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 to answer this point, mm. is that I hope the club do price sensibly... And I'd imagine for the Europa League games, you know, should we qualify for that? Yeah. I think the club will price sensibly. I think um, I can't see us um, charging, I don't know, 80 quid for, for a Category A game. Yeah. Well, I mean, it probably will, but because the stadium would be a lot bigger, I think it would be a lot more cheaper seats available and they'd be a lot more accessible to, to fans. Just one final thing, though, on that, on that what we were just talking about. The, it, if For those fans that do go home and away... That is a massive effort, a massive toll, oh, a massive, massive yeah. expense, absolutely. and also a massive impact on your family and, and social life. Yes. Or probably adds to your social life because you get to go with your mates and whatnot. So, in my opinion, those are the kind of rapper echelons of, 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 of what it is a, a, good, a good supporter. Absolutely. There is an, there is an element of uh, benefiting from their situation because they can afford it and they live close enough. Actually, the, well, they make themselves afford it, really. Yeah. So you, find, <clears throat> yeah. So, so there's that, and and for those people like complaining about being subjected, and saying that you're you're not a, a great fan. I don't know how you get yourself into situations where people are saying any that that I, sort of stuff. To I you. don't get why people care. I mean, what other people think of me as a Spurs fan? Why do I care? I think some I people know, want to be considered as a good fan. Though. Yeah, That's but normal. yeah, but whose approval am I looking for? that's essentially it why do I need people's approval for whether I'm a real fan or not I I mean there are some people who regard people who don't go to every game as plastics and they're entitled to their opinion I'm not going to change their minds they are they are entitled to it I think that if you're getting into if you're you've got to look at why you think that other fans other fans think that you're a lesser supporter Spurs fans are a microcosm of England in the sense that we like to set the piss out of people, we like to cut people off, and 
It's just the way it goes. Yeah. Even if you go to every game, you're going to get called a nonce by someone. So yeah. Yeah. you can't win. Even if you're going to go to every single game, get called a fucking geek nonce. Yeah. You're going to go to no games. Yeah, yeah. And say so you're plastic. So you can't win. Don't try and win these battles. These battles are not worth winning. And that's what I'm saying is you're getting yourself into conversations that you just, you, there's no, you've got no place being in. No one has because and you can't not win even, those arguments. It's not even tangible. How is it tangible whether you're a biggest fan or not? Yeah. I've got a memory for games that some people haven't. What does it mean? I mean, did you say that everyone, a person who goes to every home, home and away might be, by some sections of the internet, be called a nonce? Because um, <laughs> there are some people who have um, go around with a um, fucking laminate. No, 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 that doesn't make sense. Like a sheet of paper. Yeah. And they, tick, they, go, they get the programmes and they tick the games off and all that kind of stuff. And, that, and some people actually go to every game. When I say every game, I mean abroad. People went to Australia. Yeah. People went to fucking Australia. That's too much. I mean, that is nonsense. I don't yeah. want to say that. No, I'm, only about no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that they're nonsense, but I'm saying that there's different <laughs> levels of obsession. So what you're saying is they club. don't touch kids, those ones. That's what you're saying. <laughs> you, you're paying me into a corner. Fuck you off. said nonce. No, I said some people. <laughs> Let's move on. There is no nonces. I mean, I'm sure there are one or two. No, but I'm saying through the cracks. There, but there's so many different, not even echelons, but different groups of spare support. And there's some people who go to lots of games. There's some people who are obsessive and will go to Nashville where we're playing in the summer. Yeah. And, what, yeah. What, I guess what I'm saying, just to ground us off, we got, we've been going. On yeah, we are. Sorry, but, yeah. but no, no, it's my fault because I keep bringing it back. But the um. Um, it's it, it just don't don't worry about it. Just enjoy being a Spurs fan. Go and watch your games. It's about getting involved in conversations that are emotive and wind people up. And the person you end up winding up going to have a, cast an opinion about you. You don't have to justi- justify yourself. No one, does. no one, no. If you don't start this conversation, no one's going to come up to you and go, oh, "I've seen you on Twitter. You don't go to every game. You're a fucking you know a weak fan." And Oh, I've seen you on Twitter. You go home and away, you nonce. That, that exactly. doesn't exist unless you invite it in. Exactly that. But it says builder, but will they come? The sounds coming from the club is very positive, and I think they will price sensibly. I'll be amazed if they don't sell it out. I, I, I used to, right, so I, I listened back to a couple of old podcasts, like season three, and I, and I said, uh, season four, so the Spurs have missed the boat, They've waited too long to build the stadium. This was during a bad period for Tottenham as well. So it kind of, <laughs> was it Sherwood? I think it was. It yeah. Season four, I think, might have been. And everything, all of the bad stuff, you kind of it all links together, and you just start thinking negatively about everything. Um, but I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, like you say, if Spurs price it correctly, then everything would be fine. Sean S A saying S A E N on Reddit. He says, given the unfortunate position of the prostate why is it unfortunate um, do you think you could edge yourself close enough to the point of ejaculation that you could cross the pleasure of barrier with successful success, success, sufficiently sufficiently vigorous poo <laughs> that's quite interesting that I mean that takes a lot of skill but you have to practice you couldn't, you couldn't get it in one go I reckon practice I mean you pra- have to have a few like failed experiments so let's I mean there, there is more Tottenham chat this isn't the start of the bit where we don't talk about Tottenham there's, there's more but I can't get my head around the science of it so your shit the actual physical thing would actually edge you towards ejaculation well if you rub yeah. the prostate yeah yeah well you know like when you know when you're so, when people are being buggered yeah that sometimes they like it turns them on okay because there's elements to the anus yeah, which are pleasurable to when stimulated. I mean, I've had a satisfying shit. It's not the same thing like when you've had a shit and it's like you've achieved something. Yeah, th- this guy's fucked up by mentioning the shit stuff because what? What? I mean, I mean, sometimes when, when yeah, I don't get it. I, 
Um, well, exactly. Why would you put a sewer next to a playground? Huh? That's for women. I got that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what was it though? Why would you put a sewer next to a playground? <laughs> a sewer next to a playground. Yeah. The bum is a sewer. The playground is the fun bottom. Right. <laughs> I get you. Uh, I don't feel like that. But about a woman's lady parts. I, I, I think neither are sewer. No, they're both playgrounds. <laughs> <laughs> Just one's um, are you, are you a no, a no man, T. Um, you, do you not want to say, Barney? Tell me, <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> I've inserted a finger. I've never, I've never gone. Because <laughs> I thought that would be like you know, like kind of gateway. It didn't yeah. really go down well. And um, what? What do you mean? You didn't talk about it, or well, no, I didn't bring it up in conversation. No, I didn't sit down at, on a nice dinner and say, look, this is what's going to happen. Right. This is what's going to happen to you tonight. <laughs> First, I'm going to bring up my knife. But I'm joking. The, uh, the, uh, your, um, yeah, no, I get it. I mean, I, most men are interested in anal sex and most women are kind of adverse to it unless mm. you meet the right or wrong lady. Depends on how you look at it. I think it's about a bit having in a, in a loving relationship. And if you are enjoy bum play, then then crack on. Yeah. I don't think you should ever enter or associate pleasure with having a poo. Depends. That's my answer to his question. Okay, I think that sums up. Unless you unless you have one of those shits where it disappears and then you don't have to wipe. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's utopia. That's, yeah. yeah, they don't exist. You save I've water. You save water and paper. You've had a ghost poo. Yeah, yeah. I find that when I was eating a lot better, it was more common. So this is something that people don't know because I'm pretty sure for a long time. I mean, I, I kind of, I kind of remember happen, that on me doing having them, but I kind of felt like it was a dream at the same time. <laughs> but it's like when you, you have a dump, you look down, there's no poo, and oh, it, hang on, there's no poo in the toilet. I'm talking about, about no wiper. I've got that wrong. Oh no, yeah, no wipers are normal, but <laughs> there's zero evidence that you've gone to the toilet. <laughs> Those don't happen often, though. Sorry, no. And and, <laughs> and you stand up and you go. The fuck? Yeah. Like what? Is this? What's just happened? I'd like to like if you could know. Did I? If you could film it, you'd just see it drop in, just go. <laughs> like a sperm whale. Just well, go. You're gonna, you're gonna do a Chuck Berry. Put a camera there. <laughs> well, yeah, and you oh, could just see it go through the through the U bend. So Chuck Berry died. He died the other day. Yes. Yeah, uh, but he was a bit a bit of a sex pest. Yes, he put cameras in the bog in the woman's toilets. But it's oh, like shit. he didn't do that once. Once he died, the way people reacted. Well, he's obviously a very um, important figure in, in rock and roll. He's probably the king of rock it's and like roll. It's like Polanski, isn't it? Yeah. It's like he's never been bur- um, buried. He's never been um, put in prison, but it's true that he's buggered for 13-year-old children. I'll Google the, the 13-year-old children bit, but allegedly, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Polanski did some bad shit. He you. did. He, he, ran, he ran from a crime. This is a good way to segue to, to the half-time thing, isn't it? Because Wendy runs from no crime. <laughs> Hi, this is Wendy, back with the weekly youth update, looking at our young players and players out on loan. Starting off, as ever, with the loan players, Will Miller wasn't involved for Burton this week. Luke McGee was back between the sticks for Peterborough in their 1-0 win at Gillingham on Saturday. That was after he'd been dropped last week. Shayon Harrison scored his first goal for Yeovil in League 2 on Saturday. They let a 3-0 lead slip to draw 3-0 with Exeter, so a local-ish rival, with three goals in the last four minutes. Brutal. 
Connor Ogilvie was back from injury for Stevenage and played in their goalless draw at Cambridge and Ryan Loft wasn't involved in that one. Luke Amos was an unused sub for Southend. They won 2-0 at Wimbledon. And there's a really good little interview with Luke Amos on the Spurs website about the strides he's making there at Southend. Uh, and that's it for the Lonies this week. So moving on to the youth teams. The under-18s were 2-0 up against Stoke on Saturday, but ended up losing 2-0 and missed a host of chances, apparently, in the process. First goal was an own goal after Keenan Bennett's cross was turned in. And Jamie Reynolds scored his first goal um, at under-18 level after a cutback from Sterling. John McDermott said after the match, Oliver Skip and George Marsh, who both played at centre-half, were outstanding. They were up against two big boys, but they're really good. They always just get on with it, and they both epitomise the character that we want at this club and what's required to be a professional footballer, allied with the talent as well. Tariq Hines did well as well. He's a right-back, but playing in central midfield, so I was pleased that we adapted, but we were just unable to sustain the high quality in the first half, although we still had some mega chances and both goals came from quite bizarre, unforced errors. The next match in the 18s is away at Middlesbrough next Saturday. The under-23s have got a bit of a gap at the moment. They don't play again formally until April. I imagine there might be a friendly at some point. Plenty of our players have been away seeing international action, and I may miss some out here, but we've had Harry Winks away with the England under-21s, Paul Lopez with Spain under-21s, Marcus Edwards and Alfie Whiteman with the England under-19s, Tom Glover with the Australia under-23s, John Dinzei, Samuel Shishua and Jaffet Tanganga with the England under-18s. And Onoma and Walker-Peters have been away with the England under-20s. That's it for this week. If you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter, at Wendy Coys. That's Coys for Come On You Spurs. Any hater? Which hasn't done anything good since Body of Evidence. What's if ever done a song? Uh, Frozen, probably. <laughs> I don't know that song. <laughs> My favourite song is, um, I liked um, Beautiful Stranger. That was on the Austin Powers soundtrack. Oh, yeah, that was a And she did a song called um, Human Nature, which is like R&B, produced by Joe Desi. Thanks, Wendy. Thanks, uh, Wendy. <laughs> Hope you've cheered up from last week. Um, yeah, well, yeah, well, he was a bit poorly and a bit pissed off. He was gutted about a Chelsea game, he just looked like... Yeah. Um, I mean, it's hard when you put your whole in, heart and soul into a team and they let you down. <laughs> just a bunch of mugs. Oh, Wendy. Oh, yeah. Well, they're not very good, they're pretty shit. I mean, I they are, but Chelsea... I Chelsea at this next level, man. Yeah, Chelsea, like, you know, stockpiling, paying huge amounts of wages to take players and never going to get in their first 11. Um, most of those... Players would be better off at Tottenham, I think. But um, yeah, it's not going too well for under-18s at the moment. Uh, we've got a question from Nathan Power, Facebook. He says, thoughts on having a 90,000 seat tickets for the... 90,000 t- season... T- 90,000 tickets for Wembley next season. What are our concerns? Uh, will the high volume of tickets, and I imagine they'll be cheap, attract people that won't create a good atmosphere we have at the lane? Um, will it affect players' performance at home games? you worried about the atmosphere at Wembley? Um... A little bit. I mean, just to say, this is in relation to that. What, what do you call it? Is it the law passing? The legislation passing? Uh, it's what do you call? It's permission, isn't it? Permission yeah. to have full capacity for twenty-seven games. It was. Yeah, um, I, I think for league games, one of the payoffs is naturally we're going to have cheaper prices. The pricing structure will be amazing, and we'll get a new batch of fans, a, a local young people, people from Tottenham people from Wembley that, that will go and experience Tottenham but what, what they need to experience when they get in through those 
those gates is atmosphere and, and a genuine, authentic Tottenham yeah. atmosphere, and it is a worry at Wembley. I think there's a lot of some of the reservations that I've been reading. People are saying, you know, does it have to be Wembley? And oh, when we talk, not on Kings, I like. Well, when, when we talked about this before, unanimously across the board at Tottenham, we, everyone was saying Wembley's the only logical solution. The club div- deliver that solution, and then because things ain't going well, you start pissing and moaning about Wembley. Oh, don't get me wrong, I pissed and moaned about it as well, and I still do. It isn't our home. I don't like it, but I like it. I like it more than ground sharing with Arsenal or going to Milton Keynes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, yeah, sorry. sorry, no. People are just scared because of the results. But if you now look back at those results in the cold light of day, we lost two one to a, a really fucking good Monaco team. We didn't know how good they were. Yeah, and we had an off day against Leverkusen, and then we know how we are in the Europa League. We've been doing this for for a long time now, especially with Pochettino, that we don't turn up in that tournament. So I not think we too... did turn up against Ghent. I thought we played well that game. Was, I mean, Ali sending off didn't help, but I thought we played well. We could have done enough to win. We did play well. We definitely played well, but it kind of felt like against it, that level of opposite. It was just a bit disappointing, uh, disappointment about the tie overall, I think, the problem there. Yeah, I mean, you made a point about local kids on Wembley supporting Spurs. I mean, I was raised in Wembley, lived in Wembley for about 20 years, and um, in my childhood, Spurs are in the FA Cup final three times. Yeah. And um, I remember Clive Allen scoring in the second minute against Coventry, and I remember going to my back garden and hearing the crowd roar, and that helped inspire me to support Tottenham. And if we have um, games that are cheap at Wembley, and there'll be kids around Wembley who'll be able to go, there'll sort of be schemes of Brent Council to get the local school kids to watch them and get a new bunch of fans. I think I don't think that's a bad thing. The only issue is that Wembley Stadium is not really a football stadium, so I can understand the people are coming from. But it's not a stadium that generates noise. On a it's just so level. big. Yeah, it's just, just vast. It is. It's just vast, and I, I think it's fine because what needs to happen, the club needs to look at it and go right. The south stand, the south people sit in Park Lane, yeah. and that corner in the east lower, in one block behind the goal. It's not about giving the people an opportunity to sit where they want, in my opinion. Yeah. It's about getting like-minded fans sitting next to people you know, um, feeling comfortable by having the same people around you. Let's just move them block by block. Not say where do you want to sit, and and then you have this kind of sporadic. No um, democracy here, Spurs. No, it's not because the most important. I know you're thing, listening. The most they are listening. The, the most important thing is is about a collective uh, and, and and forceful and passionate fan base that everything's going to be different about going to Wembley. So one of the things that they can control in that instance is moving everyone together in blocks to ensure that we have the best chance of creating atmosphere. And you don't need the whole stadium singing because you don't have that at White Hart Lane. Everyone picks up. You need one section that is the kind of catalyst for it. Okay, my question was going to be along those lines. It was going to be like, how would you feel about if it was the atmosphere was kind of manipulated somewhat? So it was kind of organised, not maybe even the songs or maybe a music came through the PA. Oh, God, no. Pumped, because we've seen it at Dortmund. That's how yeah. they've But well, Germany and England are two different countries. And the shit I'm, just Dor- saying, I'm just asking the question. Yeah, the shit at Dortmund is. Yeah, um, it, I. Since that Dortmund game, my opinion of atmosphere in German games has, has, has <clears throat> dropped off massively. I understand it's loud. I'm not massively interested in in the kind of choreographed support. I the, the, and then some people listening to this who, who <clears throat> aren't fans of eighteen eighty two might be looking more like exactly what eighteen eighty two was, but it weren't. It was just saying that if you want to sing, come together, and this is where we're going to sit. It wasn't a case of. Let's choreograph, and it's just getting like-minded fans together. That's literally all it was, and that's, that's guess I guess what I'm saying for for the planning and where people are going to sit in the new stadium. I don't think pumping music or any kind of 
it just make us a like any kind joke. of lead. But what not, in not Italy, for example, the ultras will have somebody that will lead something. Yeah, but yeah, even but that, that's not our culture. Italy, I mean, it's not our culture. <clears throat> seven years ago, or six and a half, um, went to um, San Siro to watch us play into Milan, and when the players came out, they did a first name and surname thing, mm. and it was fucking awesome. You know, Walter Samuel and Samuel Eto and all the rest of it. That sounded fucking awesome. Mm. Arsenal did, Arsenal did, and obviously it didn't sound as good. Mm. But that wouldn't work over here. And if you had one one topless fat bloke at the front, you know, with a loudspeaker, I don't think it would work as well. It would just look naff. It's like, um, some of the stuff that Palace do with the Harmsdorf fanatics are great. Yeah. But it just doesn't translate. No. We well, have to do something. We have, we have to do... It's not a one-size-fits-all thing. Yeah, it's not an easy thing. Cause you, have, you have to be in keeping with the traditions of of the game in England it's one of the last things as fans we, we can hold on to the final bastion yeah it kind of is so how you behave in the stands and how you interact with your fellow supporters is one of the final bastions of, of, of things we control because everything else has been not taken it might have been improved there's multiple things but what, how you interact and how you behave when you're in the stadium is one thing that very few people can control unless you, you step outside the realms of acceptability. But I'm just taking the opposite point here for, to, for the sake of the conversation. Yeah. But you can see this question, there are concerns oh. and there's going to be 90,000 people in there and there's going to be maybe 50,000 who aren't regular goers to White Hart Lane who will need, they will need some kind of guidance. They and we'll be, playing, we'll be playing the likes of Stoke and well, maybe Burnley to avoid relegation with 90,000 capacity. Yeah, there will be, we will need some kind of um, guidance just to get things going. Well, I, I don't think we can do much more other than um, uh, arrange for people that sit in the part lane lower to ensure <clears> they're in the same place. Um, you could potentially say that the club could talk to us and we could arrange some sort of thing, but I just feel a bit awkward. I'd feel a bit. I'd have reservations yeah. about that. So that you know, if we say, "Oh, this isn't what we're planning to do," but if you, you know, you would eighteen eighty two have a section in that game in, in that stadium. I feel if we did that, it would kind of be a slap in the face to what the part lane and, and shelf lower is exactly currently that. and <clears throat> I would rather not do it but the thing is in we, the first instance if we got in there sorry to you if we got in there and six months later there's like the fucking place is dead then you say alright let, let's do something let's yeah. try and improve this let's get people sitting together but you've got to allow our, our organic and traditional support to, to give it a go first mm-hmm. I think the thing with, with, with A&E too it's not a case of um, us knocking up a person and doing a few tweets Everyone, anyone can do it. Anyone could do it. I mean, through 1882, a bunch of, you know, a whole bunch of friendships were born. You know, a bunch of people who go to games together to this day, probably met at 1882, still go to games now. Mm. There's nothing stopping anyone going on Twitter. So you know what, yeah, all people around this age, I don't know, arbitrary thing age, sitting, I don't know, block 109, we'll all congregate around there and have a song. It's fine. It doesn't need to be, it's not always up to... I was to say this is 1882 because yeah. when as I said I think it'll get to a point where I mean, but it's easy for us because it's yeah. an audience that's yeah no no of course I mean it's hard 1882 was born out of games that were dead and the dead games were the youth games and the Europa League games yeah. and those games were targeted now as Flav said if, it, if we get to January and we're out of the Europa League or the Champions League or whatever and no fuckers singing yeah and then, there's no atmosphere then you can say alright let's do something about yeah. it because then there's a reason to do it because you know it goes back to the earlier conversation about people who people who are diehards go game go to games up and down the country week in week out. Mm. You know I understand that we're not going to step on step on their shoes. Why should we? Right. 
No, that's it. Um, and and there probably would have been a time when I'd have just thought, fuck it, let's just do it. Yeah. And but, there's gonna be there might be a few Mexican waves next season, but don't get too angry if you see that. Fuck no, do get angry. Start <laughs> <laughs> so smashing people yeah, up, yeah, lift someone up next to you, and throw them. Don't actually. Yeah, because no, um, no oh, violence. Okay, if it's ninety thousand, ninety thousand in the ground, Arsenal, for my sake, will get five. Mm. I'm saying that because it's a derby. And there are going to be people among the Spurs fans who are not Spurs fans who just want to see a massive game. The atmosphere is going to be well weird. Yeah, it'll be weird. I, I just think uh, I, I think of that kind of game that you, even as we'd sell out ninety thousand with members and season ticket holders. What are, gonna, what are they going to do? Well, I wonder what they're going to do about season tickets then if they, they're in the new stadium in Wembley. So if you imagine. get a season ticket for Wembley, does that guarantee you one for? Well, I mean. I know, I know me and you in the top 6,000 in terms of the waiting list yeah I'm, and I'm about 1,500 yeah so there's there's every chance we may get offered one well we get offered one at White Lane it's yeah. just I'm not, I'm, you, you I don't want to sit in the West Stand or, yeah. but what people do they sit in the West Stand and they move after but that's another story yeah, but what I'm, for one season. What, what I'm saying is that um, there may be people who are high up on the waiting list may get offered next season and then obviously when the new stadium comes they're going to get a season ticket anyway because I would like to get one. So if it's sixty, if if, if the new stadium's sixty-one thousand, yeah. then they might sell fifty thousand season tickets. I, I would think. I reckon they'd be near a forty. Do you reckon? Yeah. If twenty-one thousand members a lot. Yeah, but I don't think it would be as I mean, high as. I think. Think if for the Arsenal game we had, what was it twenty-four thousand? Twenty-four thousand applications. Twenty-four thousand applications. Yeah. That's for Arsenal. Yeah. So if you say you have twenty-one thousand mem- members tickets to buy. I can't see that. I, I, I think that the club, if they have, if, if the, the waiting list is true, and they have the option to sell fifty thousand, they will. Yeah, that's true. But you take. But then, people, but then you know, it's one thing having a list; it's another thing people being able to afford a season ticket. Yeah, definitely. One hundred percent. Tactical underscore laziness on Reddit. He says, if all the players were to come to a fighting cock live event, there's going to be a new one. Uh, we're announcing for the end of the season. Um, we're trying to work out the details at the moment. Um, but yeah at the end of the season the, probably the week after the final game whether that be the FA Cup final or the Premier League that could be a bank holiday weekend it won't be a weekend it will be a Friday night yeah that's bank holiday weekend mate okay <laughs> well, we'll, we'll iron out the details okay. the, uh, yeah but we, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a good one obviously there's no game to stream this time but we're going to replace we're going to replace football with guests genuinely good guests um, and it, w- it will be a lot of fun anyway more on that but the question anyway technical underscore laziness is if you if all of uh, the players were to come to a fighting cock live event which one would you be worried about getting smashed and causing trouble I know it's a cliche but uh, okay I won't pick a goalie I'll pick a goalie every single time but um, <laughs> we were all sent a picture of someone who um, I don't know if they got smashed and did a, did a bunch of other stuff as well as getting smashed and they shat and puked everywhere. Oh, so this is a friend of a friend. Yeah. Uh, this this is, 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 can we can we are we allowed to post the picture? I don't think we should. It's up to Case though. If he says yes. <laughs> 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 this is Matthew Wright and John Leslie all over again, isn't it? <laughs> uh, no one knows who Case is. No one knows who his mate is. Uh, but the picture of the sick and pierced and it was one of them pictures where you got so much from it but the more you looked at it the more more you saw and my favourite bit as I said earlier was the the sky remote in the middle of this floor with just a trickle of piss running from it so basically this guy got pissed up uh, ended up naked on all fours 
Uh, in his with, parents' house. In his parents' house, has been sick and shitting all over the place and pissing. What is it about getting really pissed that makes you expel all expel from every orifice? <laughs> I can't say that's ever happened to me. No, and this is what I'm saying. It's to be fair, I, I have shied. What when drunk? Yeah. I, see, I've never done that either. I have. I, I've never got to a situation where I've expelled any liquid other than being sick into the toilet yeah. late, very late. In my in my early teens, well, not my early, in my mid to late teens, whenever I drank, I would always throw up. It was just like a every, every, that, everybody, though. I've, I've, I've got through it in the last. I don't think I've thrown up for alcohol about, for about fifteen years. Yeah, so I have pissed myself. Those. You, you wake up and then you're asleep. You, you're in bed and you're just asleep and you're like, I've never you're pissed dreaming myself. about pissing and then you're like, oh fuck. I've not pissed I've myself. Never, I've not yeah. done that either. It's not good. No, I was, I've, I've been pissed up and I've been like, touching cloth and I do a fart gambling and I gamble and I gamble wrong. You never gamble. Never gamble with shit. Go to the toilet. But today was a dude, man. Tottenham thing. <laughs> but anyway, which player is most likely to do something like that? Um... Oh, I've got the same answer for all of this, but I think Harry Winks is a, a right Larry little cunt when he gets drink, drunk. I reckon, I reckon he's the sort of person whose mates pull him back from a fight every single Saturday. Yeah. 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 I reckon it would be, I reckon someone like Eric Dyer. Reckon? Yeah, I reckon he's got a bit of mischief in him. Or okay. maybe Kevin Vimmer. I think um, Dembele has got something in him. I reckon he'll be okay, but when he's properly pissed, he gets properly pissed. You know, some, some of your mates have those eyes where yeah. they're gone and, and they're staring at someone or... And they're in their own head, and in their head, that guy's mugging them off. <laughs> and you can see it in their eyes. And you go up to him before they've even said it, and you're like, "He ain't mugging you off, mate. <laughs> Stop staring at him. Stop staring at him. You're gonna get us all into fucking trouble. Stop staring." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, no, I'm fine, mate. I'm fine. You're not fine. I can see it in your eyes. He's not mugging you off." You reckon that's Dembele? Yeah, I reckon yeah. Dembele's got that. In he's either. got that physique and that face. That yeah, he's got those eyes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've known too many people like that. I've got people like that in my family. So, <laughs> uh, right, okay. So, uh, anyway, any uh, answers? You what? Any other answers? No, we've done all. We've done all. He, he, okay. said, he said Winks, Dembele, and um, Dyer. Right. Uh, news and articles section of the podcast. <laughs> we always have little names for it, but this is yeah. the most boring name. Yeah. News and articles section of the Fighting Cock. Toby wants parity with Loris and Kane. Yeah, apparently they're the highest paid in the squad. I might have that wrong. Deserves uh, it though, 100k. Well, someone tweeted it and they replied, Just fucking give it to him. Yeah. Please let him have it. Yeah. Because, as has been said repeatedly this season on the pod, centre backs are at a premium. There's not many centre backs on that level who are like, well, he's not all. Much, how, how long he's got left in his contract? A couple of years, I think. Yeah, so, he, he, you know, he could, he could easily be sold in the summer, so. I think if he wants parity with those two, he's as important as those two. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I don't think that any that Tottenham aren't doing everything they can to keep him. Yes. And the conversations are probably wholly positive. And if it's hundred k, he wants hundred k, he'll get. I think so. He's a key player. He's, he deserves to be in that bracket of Kane and Lloris. Uh, Lloris uh, says Poch is the best uh, boss in the world, and he'll stay as long as he's at Spurs. Does anyone get upset at the fact that he's staying for Poch and not for Tottenham? I don't know, I think that's a, that's a bit romantic to, exp- to expect that. I think it's just one of those things that journalists write. Uh, Loris has been asked a question and it's just the way he's come out. But his fate is obviously linked to Pochettino, as all of those are. And if Pochettino was to leave, there's no way that our, within 12 months that squad, playing squad, will be together. Well, it depends where Pochettino goes. If if he goes to Barcelona, he's not taking Lloris with him. What I'm saying is that it is... What I'm saying is that he, Pochettino is the glue 
for yeah. all of this and you take them out of it and, and it it may not fall apart you might be able to get someone else to get to, for it to, to be better than what Pochettino's done um, I'm sure there are better coaches out there in the world but in terms of what we have now as we know it is, is gone the minute Poch is gone so where's his team yeah and ideology and but football things change in football but when, he was not going to stay there for the rest of his life you know no. we have to be prepared just another one, 10 years we, we have to be prepared that within the next four years there's a possibility he could go and I mean, it's just a question about replacing him properly he had the meeting didn't he with the Barcelona chief was it a meeting or did they just meet up and then mate I think they were old mates yeah but did, was a part of you worry a little bit when that came through? Did not even a pang of concern? No, I'm not concerned about it. No, but not for a second as a human being <laughs> when as you a, first heard it. As a Spurs fan, no, I'm, I'm not worried about it. He, went, he, went, he was in Barcelona, it's his old school friend or something, I don't know. But I'm not worried about it. I, I think mean, it would be an easy lie to concoct if he wanted to go and mask his... <laughs> just say, I'm, I am going now, I am meeting him, I don't want to leave. But in his head, he's like, yeah, I'm getting the fuck out of here, Didn't Barcelona, he baby. With, Woo! He had dinner with Alex Ferguson in Barcelona last year and nothing yeah. happened there. You know, it's OK. I mean, Barcelona isn't the president... Uh, the, the, Alex Ferguson isn't the president of Barcelona. But they it? thought they were trying to tap him up for Man Yeah, because I think he's on to Manmara. But um, one thing I wanted to point out, I think Spooky put a tweet in the group. Really? And um, it's by Neil Eatson. I think it was the Enochal bloke, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. A few seasons ago. And... Um, he says um, he found out that Poch, even though the cleaners' names and their kids' names, etc., when he started, he met a billion next family, found out what made him tick. He wanted to know what Tottenham meant, and there's Mauricio Pochettino is a new Mr. Tottenham Hotspur. Now, I know this is hyperbolic, yep. and it could easily be dismissed as saying, oh, well, you know, if he gets more money, more money elsewhere, then it'll, it'll go away. But even since the podcast has started, they've had four managers, I might have that number wrong, mm. four managers, right? And nothing, nothing like this has been said about any other manager. Obviously, show is going to be unlikely anyway. Mm. But he seems to say and do all the right things, and I think he, I, I do feel he loves that Tottenham. I, I wasn't worried about the Barcelona rumor. Pochettino is very clever. We've seen since he came to England the way he used the interpreter for his first year or so at Southampton, and the way he came into Spurs, and immediately he was fucking on point. Everything he says is very meticulous, very clever. He's got. Um, he will go big places. I just hope that he takes us on that journey. Harry Kane and Deli Ali are our most important players. Do we agree? It's a great question. Well, yeah, because... Um, it's not a question, is that it? No, because Dan Kilpatrick from Tottenham Way, ESPN. good podcast, by the way, and, yeah. and he works for ESPN. He did a top 15. Is it, did they call it a ladder? Yeah, because they, they've been moving up and down. Because yeah, I think they do ladders for... Cause yeah. remember, when there's a big tournament, England have a squad for the do ladders. Like, who's the most important, who's the least important? And he did something like this for Spurs at the start of the season... And he did one last week, and the top two players were Deli Ali and Harry Kane. Right, reverse do you agree? order. I I do agree. Ali climbed four places, and I think a lot of that is down to the fact he's scoring goals now. Mm. Um, you know, and his relationship with Kane is is crucial. Well, he's a second striker now. Yeah, I mean he scored seventeen goals this year. I mean that's a good return for any top flight striker. I would like to push Ericsson maybe in between the two of them because since Ericsson's found form, we've found form. And start of the season he wasn't playing great and we were struggling. Now he's on song. Our team is he's we look exciting again. So I, I think he's just as important as probably Ali. I just think that his relationship with uh, my opinion of Ali, although I appreciated his potential, I didn't feel like he had so far the hype had justified what I'd seen in Ali. I was helped by two things. One of your comparison to Thomas Muller, which made me view him in a different completely What's the position called? A round doiter. There you go. Wow. Son. Yeah. And 
I love that my fucking lack of intelligence is such a. <laughs> it's lot. not intelligence, it's, it's pronunciations. Not, I, may, I don't know what a fucking round dot is now, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, so. He that he, at the beginning of the season, I was kind of worried about yeah. him being all potential and not enough actual talent. And well, will we ever see it? He's a rough diamond. That, but in in the last half of the season, he's just been fantastic. He's just he's been so good. He's the way he, he finds space in the box. He seems to put himself in scoring positions all the time. His yeah. arrogance to to, to to want to control the game from the number ten position is something that you don't really uh, don't often see. Yeah, t- I tell you what else. Yeah, if you, if you see a usual compilation of his goals, mm. watch him. Never blasts it. Always plays, but always Finesse. just the arrogance, just smugs off the keeper. There, I think against Southampton, the second goal he scored, mm. just just passes into the goal. Mm. Um, and obviously, when he scored his first goal, England, he blasted it, but. Generally, he's just got that confidence. I think the Wickham game as well. We were getting, was it 3-1? We were a couple of goals down in that game. And he was one-on-one with the keeper. Just had, just had the presence of mind to just let the keeper fall first and put it over his head. Yeah. He's on a crest of a wave at the moment. Yeah, and, and them two together, you can understand it. But what's great about Tottenham is that they have Alderweireld. We've got Hugo Lloris. Well, yeah, I mean, the highest climb was Victor Wanyama at seven places. And he's a massively important player. Where's, where's he at? Well, he's number five out of four, and three is Danny Rose, another high climber. Just shows how amazing our squad is. Yeah, Hugo Lloris is down at ten. That's only because Vorm has massively improved. Well, there's that, and uh, he's kicking his fucking shit. <laughs> and the, I don't think that's a problem. And the improvement of our defence as well has yeah. mean we're, we're less reliant on, on Lloris as well. But he's a world-class goalkeeper. Anyway, um... Uh, what have we got? Oh, so um, so there was, this was supposed to be a quick thing, but uh, Max Meyer of Schalke has been linked with Tottenham. Thirty million pounds also been linked with Liverpool. I, to be honest, I hadn't heard a great deal about him. I'm kind of aware that he was a- around. I know that he was kind of playing with Draxler and Mane. Sane. Sane. Sorry. Um, Anyway, uh, I've got a mate of mine, Kristen Hennig, who, who knows his shit about football, and this is what he had. I spoke to him earlier, and this is what he had to say. Um, he says he's a 21 year old attacking midfielder great dribbling ability but never really built on early promise Sane and Draxler are much better apparently in Ericsson we already already have a much better footballer uh, he said he's 50-50 uh, about leaving Schalke Liverpool linked as well he said in his opinion Tottenham should go all out and get Isco Meyer isn't the answer I guess it's a money thing though isn't it I mean <sighs> Maya might be easier to prize away from Schalke than... Well, he's given the fact he's had two in different seasons, then, yeah, he would be. And then, um, also, Maya is a like-for-like of Ericsson. I mean, any player we buy in that position doesn't need to be better than Ericsson, but we don't have a like-for-like of Ericsson at all. He also said that he's typically... He's much more comfortable in a number 10 than he is wide. Uh, He has played wide. But by the same token, you think maybe Pochettino's looked at him and whoever else is involved in acquiring players and thought, well, actually, we can do something with this kid. Oh, well, with our, with, with our acquisition team, to be fair. I'm blaming all of that on Paul Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. How, how do you feel about him? Anything to add there? Or do you think you know, you're excited by the potential of him? Because I mean, we, we were linked with him in January as well. There's no, um, you, you know, there's no science to buying players. It works. doesn't work every single time. I've said before that if you've got a one in three or one in four hit rate of success... Yeah, I mean, for every Sissoko and Janssen, you get a Wanyama, then fuck it. Then yeah. It's worth the gamble. Same like for every Wimmer and thing, you get like an Alderweireld. Or a okay. Or a Son. You know, if there's something in there that could be worked with him, then 
we need alternatives to Ericsson. Exactly, and I think it's, um, it's encouraging that the club are seeking an alternative to Ericsson. Everyone is un, under, un, you know, not off form or when he's not fit. I think it's just options, isn't it? In that, in that free, and it may be that Lamella isn't going to be with us uh, next season. A lot of what, what do you make of it? Because it isn't down here. But what, what, what do you make of the? Oh yeah, it's down here. Sorry, I must ask it. I forgot about Spurs. Right, let's do that now. Um, we've got a question in from Spurs shout on Twitter. He says, "Is this Lamella's last season? It looks like it. How would you consider his Spurs career to be successful or not?" I think Bardi was fielding a bunch of questions on this on Twitter. I think it's probably going to be seen as an unsuccessful season because he had a... Well, stay at Tottenham, I mean. Well, if he stays at Tottenham. No, no his entire stay his at Tottenham. Tottenham. His entire stay, no, not successful at all. Not successful? No, I don't think so. His first season was a mess. This season has been a mess. And in his second season, he wasn't that great either. He had moments. He had a really good third season with us. But if you can have a re- just one decent season out of four, you can't you can't call that a success. You just said if one signing out of four is all right, then that's, that's fine. That's different, though. That's one season out of four is fine. No, so he's had one, and that wasn't like an, a standout, amazing season. It was, he was good, and he was useful, and he played the role. He well. was the second most assist in our team this season. He's I've, been injured for most of it. Is that true still, even to this time? Yeah. Uh, I think the problem is um, it's unfortunate, because when you talk about this, you talk about it, it people mention it and, and, uh, as if it's Lamella's fault. His injuries are not his fault. You know, anyone can get injured. His brother has been fucking paralysed. I don't know if he's paralysed. Well, he's in a fucking hospital bed and looks fucked. <laughs> so, at the very least, he's <laughs> fucked, right? He's going to have a limp. He's gonna, and if that happened to your brother, that would, fuck my, that would fuck my shit up. Even if it was for three weeks in, in hospital bed, that would fuck my shit up. So, I couldn't go out there and just play football for 36,000 fans... Four of four thousand of those voted Brexit and fucking hate his guts because he's not English. You know, it's hard to perform in those circumstances. Um, well, that was just a if, joke. If you if you make I don't know if, if you don't come and get me, you're a racist. If you make an <laughs> if you make an equation over it and you got to look at potential with with uh, price with mm. output, it, it, it's not a success. As much what as I, we, what would we get for it? Thirty million back for him. <laughs> no, the money doesn't. I don't give a shit about it. the money's not my money. Oh, you hang on. You just said it, the, the price because you look because you, because you kind of put it all together. Like Janssen, you can kind of like, meh, he's got sixty million. It's not a great deal, and he didn't come with the same kind of. Lamella was like he was the he was going to take over from Totti. He was like the Forget big that thing. Shit, that's not his fault. If we well, it's his fault that he hasn't played very well. But yeah, he has played well. He hasn't played great. By Come and on. large, I think he's been a positive. He's had a positive contribution to Tottenham. Uh, the Newcastle five-one game is the only one trying. Son, tried, Son man. has had a better career at Tottenham than Lamella. Whoa! Yeah, come on, man. Whoa. Son had a, a his. If you compare first seasons to first season, Son's first season was better than Lamella's first. That's fucking season. unfair. No, of course For not. For fuck's sake! Fuck you. Stephen Hawking had a better first season than bloody Lamella. <laughs> Son's second season is better than Lamella's second season. That's a fair comparison. Not even first season. Come so on. Over over <laughs> those first two seasons, if you compare each of them, Son is at a higher place than Lamella. If if Son left now, you could be reasonably successful. I ain't having it, lads. <laughs> I haven't it. What? The, well, firstly, this isn't the end of Lamella. He's going to be with us next season. No. I think. I don't. I think he's done. He's gone. Why? Because you're fi- reading too much. No, no, no. You can't be gone for six months of two seasons. So it's a year, yeah. essentially, right? And find a way back in the team. No. If he's fit and running hard, yeah, but then Tino will put him in. Yeah, but if someone's had two, if someone's been out, if someone's been out for for an indefinite period of time, two different periods. 
then they can't. There's no way back. There's two two circumstances I can think, and this is going to sound stupid saying it. But imagine the million variables that can happen from Lamella's position now. There are two things. There are one of two things that can happen. He will be sold, and it'll be sold like a low key thing. It will just it'll be out the door and be gone. And you think whatever happened to that that sort of six months of Lamella. Or we won't sell him and he'll crack on next season. <laughs> no, but you can't live like that because Janssen could crack on next season. But, but for me, he's got to go. Lamella's proved it. He can stay. He can stick around. He can mix it. He, he's, yeah, but he's not he was our best player at times. But how is he going to stay fit for a prolonged period of time? We don't know that. Mm. And you can't, I don't think you can have someone... You can't gamble on his fitness. It's going to, I mean, Dembele hasn't been out for a prolonged period, but he's, he's managing an injury. All right. Chris uh, Merlini, he asks... Oh, I was going to make a prediction. Go on, yeah, sorry, go on, make on. Lamella will be at Torino or of a club of equal stature next year doing fuck all. He'll be a Bellotti setting up his goals. Have you just, have you just, have you just compared us to fucking Torino? No, 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 because he'll take a step down. He'll go to Torino. Right, as I say, Torino have put, they've, they've been alright for the last couple of years, but by and large, put football club, isn't it? Apart from the, I mean, you know, the, was it the plane crash there? They did lose their, the, the great, the grande Torino. They're, they're an unlucky but, team, aren't they? Yeah. The they had that geezer in the 60s who died and got run over. Yes, they did, yeah. The one who used to take his dog out for a I'd say it is very, very crassly, but what was the geezer's name? I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name, but I know which one you're talking about. Question. <laughs> We're being disrespectful here. Yeah. It's just all confusing. <laughs> uh, uh, Chris We're both Ma- read Calcio, that's why. <laughs> Chris Merlini, uh, Facebook, he says, can you please name off our, our worst 11? What is wrong with Spurs fans? Not, name your best ever eleven. Let's be positive and enjoy it. Name the worst, shittiest Tottenham, the one we know. Because the best players are the same players in them. If you name a yeah. worst eleven, it will vary every time. Fair enough. Um, you did, uh, Bardi. You did a, a World Cup of shittiest Spurs eleven. Worst yeah. hashtag ever. Because uh, because Paulinho <laughs> scored a hat trick for Brazil the other day. Which obviously, whenever Paulinho gets in the news, I start getting fucking abused again. Can I have a wee? What you did? So um, the question I thought he hasn't. He's been. He was pretty shit, but he's not the shittest player of all time that we've seen. So I did a um, poll on Twitter: the World Cup of shit Spurs players. Why did try to be Richard Osman? Yeah, and he hated every second of it after. <laughs> so much hard work, and I, I realised I'm not very good at Excel either. Um, and the winner was Rashak. Rashak won by 31 percent in front of Sissoko. Bonjani, Kamalo, and Gilberto. What was the time frame of your poll? I did it all on Friday night. I did no, what all. was the time frame as in the players? Um, started in 1990, so okay. from like when I became football conscious. Okay, so this geezer's done it from the last 20 years, so we might have to miss out a lot of them. So, so we may as well start the goalie. I've well, been going through name by name because that'll take ages. So. Well, the names that. So the go- who are the goalies? In um, the, frame? the names that came up were Ben Ormwick, Keller, and Sullivan. Well, Ornick by a mile, surely. Ormwick because of the Burnley. And then defenders that came up were Tramazani, Thatcher, Vega, Gardner, Rocha. You put in Corker, which is quite controversial. Yeah, Corker's all right for us, to be fair. And Tariko. I'm trying to think, we must have had a bad left back in that time. Gilberto. Gilberto, yeah. Yeah, Gilberto. So, um, so the right back would probably have. Thatcher was a left back. Thatcher was a left back. We could play centre back as well. There was. Um, Who, what bad right backs have we had? Mabizela, he was. was David right Kersley. Oh, he was a centre back. Kersley is beyond 20, though, 20 years. Uh, okay, let's just pick a bad right back. Oh, I've, I've put Jim Bond, second stay. Wow. Um, Yedlin. Yedlin's a shout, but yeah, yep, he played like three games. Doesn't matter. Yedlin. Alright, Yedlin. Yedlin. So, Seattle's right back, centre backs. We've only done two. 
We've got left back and right back and goalkeeper sorted. All right. Um, so left back's Joe Burton. So, Joe Burton, fair play. Uh, and uh, we had uh, Vega. Ramon Vega's proper shot. Yeah. So, um, what about Kirikesh? He did all right. He had, he had moments. He wasn't as bad as Rocker. Yeah, Ryan okay. Nelson. So Vega and Vega and Rocker then. All right. In front of Bonjani Kamalo. Yeah, because we never saw him. I never saw him play. He, him. Play game, he? Is he might even be still at the club on the book somewhere. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not. <laughs> so it's Vega and Rocker. And then we've got Toda. Yeah, Toda's, Toda's in. <laughs> but he is in, but it's, it's not like he was... I don't remember. He wasn't in there long enough to be bad. I remember um, a geezer called... Um, oh, for fuck's sake. I've forgotten a geezer's name. Oh. Stambouli is one. Where's Bunch of Chavich here? Was, yeah, bun, put, put him in. Bunger and Bunger Tavitz yeah, and um, Toda. Over Toda. So what I want to the, talk about here, the contentious one is Sean Davis. Sean Davis was proper shit, man. Yeah, but this strikes me of your, you having an agenda against him. Yeah, him and Mendes like, did well like together. Wendy has an agenda against Dembele, and Defoe and Lenny King. Sean Davis, he, he just reminded, <laughs> he reminded me too much of um, Michael Brown. He, he could just kick people. Michael Brown should be in there ahead of Davis. I reckon Michael Brown should be in there in front of Bunjachevich. At least Bunja Chavis was an international. So Brown and sort of. Brown and Toda. Brown and Toda. Let's say Brown and Toda. I like that. I like the sound of that. Okay, Brown and Toda. So it was a three. Well, let's gonna have two strikers. Um, let's do two, two two strikers so that we can. We, Raz- need, a, we, need, Raz- a, we need a third midfielder. It's Raziak and um, Postiga, surely. Raziak and Soldado for me, but I'll pick. Soldado. Uh, Soldado. Postiga was worse than Soldado. Postiga was just shit, and Raziak was fuck knows what that was. He was smashing um, Derby. Derby though. I really thought he'd be a decent signing. So we're three, three, three players down in midfield. So, so just to recap, Alnek, uh, we've got Gilberto left back, uh, Yedlin right, Vega and Rocha in, in centre-backs, Brown and Toda. <laughs> there, you know, someone in Tottenham was responsible for bringing these players in. We need a bit of creativity. Well, to- yeah. Toda sold shirts. Yes. Yeah, was at Tottenham the other day. Was he? I saw an interview of him at Tottenham. And seen, you know, someone spoke to him, did they? Yeah, yeah. I think for a bit of creativity, maybe we could drop in a Chimerich behind the front two games. Oh my God, yes! Let him play that. Yes. Him or Saeed can play that kind of free It has to be a Simovic. It has Saeed to be a Simovic. Saeed can go in as well. And, and, and a Simovic. That would be 12 players. Would it? Yeah. We'd need 12 players to get any kind of result. Oh, no, no, no. That doesn't make no, sense. We've got one space for one more. We, if we go full free free. Chimovic? Well, we got him. So Postiga Raziak. Postiga, because we got Raziak as the focal man. Postiga just. Gary like, fucking Dockey. Yep. Gary, and, and if we're winning, we could drop him back and make a back free. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Shit. What a shit team. Well done. All right. Brilliant, that's cheered me up. No end. Uh, final question. Radio Rex on Reddit, he says, or she says, uh, everyone from the Fighting Got podcast is embroiled in a Space Jam style face off against the Spurs team. What could you beat them at? I don't know what this means. Do you know what someone a, said? What's a Space Jam face off? I think it's, it's a film, I haven't seen it. I remember Space, it's a, Space Jam is a film, it's only get people from outer space who could beat the NBA's best and they drain the NBA's best of their powers, mm-hmm. put them into these monsters. So Michael Jordan's getting dunked on by, by a massive monster. But they're asking, what things can we beat them at? So, for example, I could beat them at Bardi's Brain Busters. No, okay. That's an example. So things we could beat them at. Yeah. In that kind of face-off. I mean, yeah. I'd be better at them at podcasting. <laughs> right in the running order. There you go. <laughs> do, you, yeah. do you ever write the running order? I mean, you get to He's an level, executive producer. You get to a level at my... You get to my level and you don't do... You don't make teas anymore, do you know what I mean? <laughs> so at some stage you've got to stop making the tea Vardy yeah 
you got to respect yourself enough to get someone else to that make the tea. That could be a podcast title. So I'll stop making the tea. <laughs> to, I don't know what I don't know what I could beat him at. Do you, do you clean the toilets at your place? No. So why are you asking me whether I write a fucking rhyme? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever cleaned the toilet, Flav? Yeah, yeah I'm out in toilets. Yeah. Really? Yeah, of course. Do you do, do often? Once a week. Put a little bit That's of bleach in there. Yeah, and leave bleach. it for a couple of days. Toilet, a bit of toilet duck. If you, if you put a bleach in every night, then it's all a bit clean. i got to say, I love to- as it, when it comes to like, household cleaning products, I fucking love to- That is a good duck. bit when you, you do it along the, the perimeter of yeah, the yeah. toilet and then it just drops down. You're like, you want to get it unbroken. Done a good job today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You get it unbroken and you probably get it up there as well. The other day I and cleaned then- the toilet, it was fucking therapeutic as fuck. Really? I'm not going to lie, yeah. What, was it grubby, was it? It, it didn't need it. I mean, the, to- the, the, <laughs> the shit of itself was clean, but yeah. the rest of it needed, you know, needed to clean the sink the and system. the bathtub. And um, yeah, I, I, I like like when you, when I do toilet duck, no no fuckers allowed in there for a good five hours. Just do it before you go to bed. Yeah, ruminate. If you've got a white toilet before you go on holiday or away for a weekend, put a shitload of bleach in and just let the stuff cook over a couple of days. And you come home flushing, fucking got a fucking kimonagi over it, crystal yeah. clean. What's going on in your place? Nice. You you all went into your toilet hygiene, didn't you? I, I do. Eat poo. I, that's not mine. I got given to me. Do you use vinegar to clean your car? No, fuck no. Apparently, vinegar, vinegar with lots of water gets rid of stains in your car window. I'm not putting on my putting vinegar anywhere near my car. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what else you got? What else you got? Um, that was that was all I had. I, really. I will categorically say that you're better dressed than every. You're you wear better clothes than every other Spurs member. Mm. I, I'll, I'll accept that. I'll, I'll take that. You'll one. take that one. And I reckon T could beat him at music music knowledge as well. Yeah, but they're they're. they're Idea of what good music is is terrible. I'm embroiled in a debate with someone about whether Drake is hip hop on, on Twitter at the moment, so that's I taking mean, up my time. <laughs> hip hop in what sense? I mean, is is Kendrick Lamar hip hop really? Well, the thing is, hip hop is predominantly alpha male, and if someone talks about feelings and stuff, then they're not hip hop. Mm. I'm not interested in a rap about, song unless and someone's, someone's got getting, a gun, again shot in the face, a bitch is being slapped. <laughs> And someone's putting a zoot up someone's arsehole. Exactly. I mean, listen to Dance with the Devil by Mortal Technique. Don't that listen. is fucking hip-hop. Don't listen to that. <laughs> you know, my mate, that is bleak. I, a mate of mine uh, was talking about a Mortal Technique. So if you don't know, Mortal Technique is is probably the, the greatest wordsmith yeah. in hip-hop ever. He's, he's a, his wordplay is amazing. But people always start with his, the most horrific song, which is Dance with the Devil, which yeah. is nine... I'm not going to spoil it, because if you, you, it's something you have to experience. It's, it's like a fucking box set. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, a very grim box you set. You have to sit through it and experience it. You put your headphones on. It's not something you're going to dance to. It's something you're going to remember, and, and it's something that's going to make you feel a little bit hollow inside. Um, but don't start with that if you want to get into a more technique, because you listen to it and go, I fucking can't handle this shit. Revolutionary <laughs> Volume 1. Let's start with it. And 2. Yeah. And 2. And 2. On that bombshell. Yeah, nothing else. I think Barley's, Barley's probably got the stamina to outrun. No way. Come what? On. No. These are fucking they, what, they run 14Ks a match? They, they're pro- you, can't, you can't beat them at you anything You just did physical. 35 the other day. You can't beat these guys at anything physical. Well, I think you could. Swimming, running, jumping. They're you gonna, could. These are fucking superhuman athletes. You're man. superhuman. No, you not are. like that. We believe in you, Barley. Yeah, we believe in you. You're going to do this 26.2 miles. Thank you. You are going to do it. I bet he carries on running like another mile. Yeah. Just take the piss. I did 27 miles in under three hours. Fuck you. <laughs> what, I want, what I want to see is videos of your legs afterwards where, where they're kind of... Bulging. Oh, say, 
Bolt that's a new thing. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, that that video stayed with me. With your it happened again on on Saturday, oh, and then the leg just starts cramping. Uh, so what well, the pain? Like it painful goes, cramp. It wobbles. It wobbles a lot, and then it just goes. It uh, just seizes up. Oh mate, that's, why do? I mean, it's good for the waves charity and all that. Yeah, and it's a personal. I've always wanted to challenge myself. Okay, let's do it. All right, that's been the Fighting Cup podcast. Thank you so much, Bardi and Felonius, for coming down once again. I've been no Flav. Problem. Thank you. And um, we'll see you next week for more Spurs chat. Network. Sports Social Podcast 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 Network.